most respected Allah Mahi Kiram, brothers and elders. <coughs> Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala has created us as insan, as human beings and made us very, very distinct from the various other creations. On the one side, this insan is very closely linked to the system that Allah Ta'ala has created for all animals, for all living things. If you consider that just as we have needs like eating, drinking, all animals have this also. All animals eat, drink. Human beings have a need to fulfill the human requirement that they have. A person after a certain age, he needs to get married. Other animals also have a similar situation. But when it comes to this insan, on the other side, Allah Ta'ala has given him a position that is sometimes he can go beyond the level of angels also. The angels, what is their quality? Their quality is that they are immersed in the ibadat of Allah Ta'ala. And they don't have the ability of disobeying Allah Ta'ala. They cannot disobey Allah Ta'ala. They don't have the capacity for it. But when this insan that has both capacities, on the one side, whatever other animals do, this human being does also. But he has been confined to doing these aspects of life within certain boundaries. One aspect is that he will conduct himself in all these needs of life also within the framework of the commands of Allah Ta'ala. And the second thing is within the way that Rasulullah has demonstrated and has brought to insan. Animals have no restrictions of this nature. A cat wants to eat something, wherever it will find something, no matter who it belongs to, it has no, no con restrictions, no inhibitions. Somebody's milk is lying somewhere, any cat sees it, it will drink it up. There is no question of halal, haram for that cat. That it must stop first and ask somebody, is this halal or haram? Or does this belong to me? Has it been kept for me or somebody else? Because many times a person might feel, well, this was for me, so I'd rather take it and carry on. One person was known for his greed. So one day, he was passing by somewhere where somebody was making these clay trays. In India, they make these clay trays in which they make mitais, sweetmeats, and they put inside these trays and sell it off. So now he was just passing by, this person at the river bank or somewhere is making this clay trays which will be used now to pack this mitais in it and sell it off. Somebody will buy it off for that purpose and sell the mitais in it. So now this passerby is going past. This was a person known for his greed. So in any case, he's saying to this person who is making these trays, that look, you must make it a bit bigger. So he said, what problem do you have? What, what's your issue with how, what size trays I'm making? You go your way. This is my job. I will sell it off where I want to sell it off to. Whoever wants to buy it will buy it. What business you got 
with what size of trays I make. He says, no, make it a bit bigger. Maybe somebody would buy this tray from you and they would pack it with those mitais. They would sell it to somebody that somebody might actually be intending to give me a gift. <laughs> so if the tray is a bit bigger, I'll get more. Now from where to where he is trying to link up around the world something that possibly might... So this is sometimes how insan is just gone in some far off thought and building castles in the air. But in any case, this insan, on the one side, this animal, this animal has got no restriction. If it wants to eat anything, he'll eat it from anywhere. It's got no question of halal, haram. The animal wants to relieve itself to it, got no issue. Where it relieves itself in front of everybody in public, what it goes about, it's got no restriction, nothing. And to the extent that that animal has to fulfill its desire, it's got no issue about who's present and who's absent. It's totally without any shame, without any inhibition, completely shameless. That's animal after all. Animal hasn't been created with any shame. That's not an insan, it's not a human being. But insan, Allah Ta'ala created this insan on a very lofty note or position. Allah Ta'ala made him Ashraful Makhluqat, the greatest of all the creation of Allah Ta'ala. And Allah Ta'ala gave this insan on the one side while he has the needs that generally other living things have. But at the same time, Allah Ta'ala has linked this insan to his ibadat. So now while on the one side he has this capacity to even commit wrong, to sin, but he suppresses this and he does what the angels are engaged in, the ibadat of Allah Ta'ala, because he has both capacities, but he is now suppressing the capacity of evil in him and he is devoting himself to the obedience of Allah Ta'ala, he then surpasses the angels also. He goes far beyond the angels as well. Now this is what this whole life of dunya is all about. That if this insan keeps himself within those restrictions, he doesn't exceed those bounds, then he will ascend and he will ascend to a position beyond the angels. And Allah forbid, this insan doesn't keep himself within those restrictions. Because he has been blessed with some very great capabilities, he has been given a mind that can think beyond the other living things. Even animals can think. Animals are very intelligent. Show that animal a stick, it knows what it means. Pick up a stone and it's already on its way. It's thinking. And sometimes these animals think where insan can't think also. One person was mentioning he was riding a horse on some farm roads and he got lost and he's taking turns upon turns and in the fields, sugarcane fields and just can't seem to find his way out and each time he's trying to take a turn that horse is resisting but he's forcing it and he's going in the direction he wants it to go but he's getting more lost and after a long time, something crossed his mind. So he decided to just leave the reins. Just holding on to it, but just left it. Meaning, no, he's not controlling the animal anymore now. He just left it, and he allowed it to take whichever turn it wanted. 
animal came straight back to its root home. So in San's mind also now, it stopped functioning, but that animal had its sense. Allah Ta'ala put that GPS in its own system already. Where this insan's GPS failed, that animal's GPS already was working. But this insan's intellect is still beyond that animal nevertheless. That this insan Allah Ta'ala gave him this aql, this intellect to a level where animals, though in certain things they might be very, very intelligent, but they can't come anywhere close to this insan. And now he uses this to recognize Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Then he gets to this position beyond the angels. But if he fails to use this correctly, what happens? Allah Ta'ala says, Inhum illa kal an'am balhum adal. Then he starts slipping and sliding down to the level where Allah Ta'ala says that because now he is doing what animals do. There's no shame, no inhibitions, no restrictions. That animal doesn't stop to question, is it halal, haram? He's also not questioning anymore now. That animal doesn't have any shame, any modesty. He just conducts himself anywhere, anyhow. So he's also like an animal now. Wherever he might be in public, wherever he carries on, anyhow. Allah Ta'ala says, Inhum illa kal an'am That they have become like animals. Balhum adal. Rather, they are more astray than animals. More astray than animals on the day of Qiyamah. Even the animals will be, there will be justice meted out even, even among animals. On the day of Qiyamah, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Hadith is reported to have said that in this dunya, if a horned sheep, it hurt a sheep that was hornless. That sheep couldn't defend itself. It was hornless. It was a kind of zulm. On the day of Qiyamah, that sheep that was harmed will be given the opportunity to take revenge. So it will take revenge. But once that has happened, then the declaration will be Kunu Turaba. All become dust and that will be the end of it. They got no perpetuity. There is no continuity in the life of that animal. That will be the end of it. But insan, insan is more worse off. Inhum illa kal an'am balhum adal. Because at that point also there's continuity. That continuity, if he was a mu'min and he was a righteous mu'min, then inshallah directly to Jannat. And that continuity there. Allah forbid the person left dunya without iman, in Jahannam, continuity there. So this is the aspect of insan that he has this capacity to get to this great heights. And Allah forbid he doesn't use this capacity Allah Ta'ala gave him correctly, then he can slip right down. So this building of this capacity, developing this capacity, this is what is known as mujahada. This is what striving is all about. وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُولَنَا Allah Ta'ala says those who strive in our path, those who struggle and this is the entire life of a mu'min. You say that this faqir's khanqa is a 24 hour fikr, that's all. Meaning the sum total of it, the crux of it is this 24 hour fikr. What is this fikr meaning? 
the constant questioning of himself. He's eating something, is it halal? Many a times that is where it stops. In many person's case, what I'm eating, is it halal? To the extent that some people go to haram places, indulge in all kinds of haram activities, but the motivation for going to that particular place is that the food there is halal. Whether that is really halal or not is another question. Everything taking place there is haram. People are not interested in whether that what's going on there, how so concerned they're going to be to provide what is halal. Born of halal, anybody puts it anywhere. Like the incident we mentioned many times, somebody was in the old apartheid days, was passing by one of the towns in the free state. So now there were no Muslims living there at that time. And now he comes past one little place, he stopped by a garage, there's one board there in that cafe or whatever, but they were selling some takeaways too. So the board they halal. He's thinking here in this Africana town, and nobody is staying here, no Muslims in the whole place, and this person got halal here. So he asked him that, just asked him, what does this mean? So the person says, no, it's a lucky charm. <laughs> so somebody gave it to me, they said, no, you must put this in your shop, you'll see, you'll start selling a lot of food. He says, no, it's a lucky charm, I'm selling a lot now. People come here, they see this, they buy it. So that's the, that's the extent of what that board means. That he doesn't know what it means also. For him it's a lucky charm. But the unlucky people who didn't think about it. That where they're going, what they're doing. So, unfortunately many a times that is where it stops. That is this food halal, alhamdulillah. That too is very good that a person has that consciousness. But that is not where it ends. That is one facet among many, many things, that a person develops this consciousness and at all times he's questioning himself. What is he questioning himself about? The primary thing he's questioning himself, this, what I want to say now, for example, is it going to please Allah Ta'ala or displease Allah Ta'ala? What I want to do now, will it please Allah Ta'ala or displease Allah Ta'ala? What I'm going to do now, is it going to give anybody inconvenience or is it going to be a source of comfort for someone? What I'm going to say now, will it break somebody's heart or will make the person happy? How I'm going to conduct myself, will it bring me closer to Allah Ta'ala or distance me from Him? At all times a person develops this habit and he develops this concern within him of constantly questioning himself. This is a mujahada which often is not even considered. It's a mujahada and it's a kind of pain within the heart all the time. I want to look, but this is wrong. I can't look here. So I won't look now. I want to say this word, but this word is wrong. This is an immoral word. It's a vulgar language. I won't say this now. That almost came on his tongue that ghibat was almost there. But this is ghibat, this backbiting. This is worse than eating the flesh of one's brother. So I can't do this. So I'm not going to do it. And all the time questioning himself, this is a mujahada, this is a striving of the heart. And this is a summary of all the other mujahadas. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Wasallam was asked that sometimes a person, he is striving in the path of Allah Ta'ala in jihad, but his objective is that his bravery becomes evident. Somebody else, he is doing something for some other motive. Nabi Wasallam said, Man that all these things, this will all be a means of destruction for the person. 
where he had ulterior motives, he had some other kind of intentions for some kind of name, fame, just in order to self-glorify him. All these things will become a source of destruction. The person whose only motive was that the deen of Allah Ta'ala must become dominant in the world. Allah Ta'ala's name must be taken everywhere. His only objective is Allah Ta'ala's pleasure. Then this person is in the path of Allah Ta'ala. Otherwise everything else is in the path of nafs and shaitan. So now that was referring to this internal mujahada. That at that time a person is sometimes attacked by all the thoughts of nafs and shaitan to derail his intention, to make him do things for ulterior motives, to make him do things apparently for a right thing, but within his heart he's got an intention to harm somebody, to bring somebody down. So all these things are against this bringing a person closer to Allah, it rather distances him. This is the bujad of the heart that he has to make. So this is one level of mujahada and this is a very essential level of mujahada. The striving within. And when this consciousness builds up, then the striving will happen. Otherwise, everything will carry on. Then a person will do good actions. But those good actions will become deprived of reward because the inner mujahada was lost. The inner mujahada got lost. Once Nabi Islam returned from one battle and when he returned he said to the Sahaba Ikram that we have returned from the smaller battle to the greater battle. We have returned from the smaller battle to the greater battle. So this was something ajeeb. person is going out in the battlefield where his life is in danger. Now he's come back home, he's in a safe environment. How can he be now in a greater battle? The greater battle is with nafs. And this battle can be, if the person doesn't win this battle, he can lose the battle on the battlefield, though he might be outwardly victorious. He might overcome his enemy, but if he did it for the sake of dunya, then he lost the battle. If he did it for the sake of name and fame, he lost the battle. So he was outwardly victorious, but he lost. And if he gave his life, he became martyred, he outwardly was defeated. But he conquered nafs. And he didn't let anything taint his intention. Outwardly the world can see a person got defeated, but he won. Allah Ta'ala revealed that the disbelievers, Allah Ta'ala is saying to the believers, that the disbelievers, what are they waiting for? They're waiting for us to face one of the two goods, two good things. Either we will be victorious or we'll get shahadat. Both are good for us. So one is the external situation where a person gets the shahadat on the battlefield. Or the Ta'amtullah is saying this is possible to take the reward of that shahadat. That is obviously on another level. That reward of the shahadat by constantly conquering the nafs and shaitan. At that time to a person is so to say being slotted within himself. When he is being tempted to commit haram, his desires are overcoming him, he is being 
enticed by shaitan into situations that will destroy his deen, destroy his dunya also. And at that time he is remaining steadfast. It seems like his heart will break in a hundred pieces. But he's saying if this heart breaks, let it break. But it will break for Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala will mend this heart with his muhabbat. So he remains there. It's being slotted repeatedly within himself. He is getting the reward of shahadat every time. So this is something which is this internal mujahada. And this internal mujahada is what we have to inculcate. This comes when a person gives time to sitting and pondering, thinking about where is he heading, what is he doing, how is he conducting himself, giving time to analyze his amal, sitting at the end of the day and making ihtisab, taking an account of himself. How did I spend my day today? A quick scan through his mind of the day. How did I conduct myself today? What did I do? I performed on my salah, how I performed it? I performed in a way that is in a proper manner, in a way that will be pleasing to Allah Ta'ala, or was it some haphazard way, just in a way just to get done with it? Did I make my tilawat today? Did I make my zikr, tasbihat today? Did I look after my gaze today? Did I control my mind? What was I thinking about? So the scanning of that whole day, and whatever, mashallah, he finds Allah's Tawfiq, he did what was correct, what was right. So he makes shukar upon that. If he slips somewhere, he makes istighfar, makes toba. This repeated exercise, this starts creating that consciousness. This starts creating that consciousness and then he won't be now only analyzing himself at the end of the day. He will be under constant analysis from within himself. So while the external mujahada is also required. This is a very essential part of the mujahada, this inner mujahada. So this is on the one level in terms of what a person constantly thinking about. All asking himself all the questions. What am I doing? Is it taking me closer to Allah Ta'ala? Is it bringing me closer to deen? Am I improving in my iman? Am I improving in my amal? Is this something that's going to be a means of comfort for somebody or going to hurt someone? And he keeps asking that question and then does what is right. One is to ask the question, but then just do anything still. The purpose of asking the question to oneself every time is to then caution oneself. That, Look, this is not right, I shouldn't be doing it and I'm, I won't do it. This is the thing to be done, I will do it. Otherwise, and that's not going to produce any result. Merely asking the question, but then just doing anything. But yes, the person has slipped. He realized that I shouldn't have done this, but now he's already done it. Now he imposes some penalty upon himself. Make shurakat nafil, salatu tawba. Surround and make istighfar hundred times. This gaze slipped. This should never have happened. So right now, let me make istighfar. Let me give some sadaqah. Nabi Islam is being told regarding the Sahaba Ikram. What Nabi Islam is being told? That you accept the sadaqah from them. Take it and then spend it to the poor and of whoever the needy are. 
But let them spend, make them spend. That's sadaqa. خُذْ مِنَ مُوَالِهِمْ صَدَقَةً What will be the benefit of this? تُطَهِّرُهُمْ بِهَا They will gain the purity of their hearts. وَتُزَكِّيهِمْ And this will acquire the tazkiyah and the inner purification of their souls for themselves. The sadaqah will bring, provided the sadaqah is being done with ikhlas. Now this slip-up took place, this mistake happened. So now the sadaqah is giving some sadaqah to cleanse this. This should be a thing to be done daily. The quantity can be as small as it, whatever it is, not an issue. It doesn't have to be a thousand rands, it doesn't have to be a hundred rands also. It doesn't necessarily have to be ten rands also. It can be one rand, it can be lesser than that. But there should be some sadaqah that a person gives daily. And among the reasons, generally our niyat is only sawab. Alhamdulillah, we'll get the sawab if it's sincere. Allah Ta'ala will reward tremendously. Allah Ta'ala will reward beyond what we can imagine. In the Hadith Sharif, it comes a person gives one piece of a date, not even the whole date. One piece of a date, but he gives it with ikhlas. Allah Ta'ala nurtures it. The word that comes in the Hadith Sharif is, Yurabbihi. Allah Ta'ala nurtures it, like how a child is nurtured, so the child grows. Allah Ta'ala nurtures this sadaqah that he gave sincerely. To the extent that on the day of Qiyamah when he will come, this which he gave with ikhlas, it will be nurtured, that will come now into, the, the, it will be mountains of rewards. He gave one date or a part of a date and now it's mountains of rewards. So that is there, alhamdulillah, that rewards. But together with that, the niyyah that this sadaqah must become a means of my tazkiyah. Because in the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala says, خُذْ مِنَ مُوَالِهِمْ صَدَقَةً تُطَّهِّرُهُمْ وَتُزَكِّيهِمْ بِهَا That by means of this you will purify them and you will bring about their tazkiyah and islah. So with that niyyah, especially if a person now finds that he slipped in something. So as a compensation for that wrong, he's giving some sadaqah as well. He's making some nafil salah. He's making istighfar. Otherwise, then this whole effort of gaining this islah, this is a half-hearted thing then. If a person only wants to just do what is the things that appease him or the things that feel good to him. For example, mashallah, he got the taste of some tasbihat, zikr, so he's making the zikr very well, alhamdulillah. But, he is not making the mujahada of saving himself from sin. So then this is a half-hearted effort. Now if he slipped up, he doesn't concern him in any way. It doesn't hurt him. It doesn't affect him. So I'm making my tasbihat. I read my salah also. MashaAllah, that's excellent. But a person is eating all the very, very nutritious food. He's taking all the supplements and tonics and everything. But he's not concerned about the poison he's eating also. So what's going to be the end result? That poison will overcome everything. In time, that poison, Allah forbid, will even stop the good. The nourishment that is coming in, the poison will make it impossible to take that food in. The person wants to eat, he can't eat. The poison of sins, Allah forbid, sometimes the effect of that poison, it deprives a person of the tawfiq of good deeds. Now in his mind, he's thinking about it, that I should be doing this. But is, his body is now not moving in that direction. Like that person wants to eat. But that poison that he has taken by chance, or whatever the case is, deliberately or mistakenly, it's affected everything in such a way he can't eat. 
His hand is not even picking up that food anymore. So likewise, Allah forbid the poison of sins. If this is not stemmed, then sometimes the level comes to a point where it stops the tawfiq of good. Now the person, sometimes that thought comes in his mind too, but there's no energy to move in that direction. So this is the thing that together we're doing the righteous things, completing a person's salah obviously, his ma'amulat, his tasbihat, his tilawat, his zikr, etc. But at the same time this mujahada is essential. And striving to make sure that we are moving in the direction of ridding ourselves from all the things that distance us from Allah Ta'ala. All the sins, all the things that are against the sunnah, all these things that become a barrier in our path towards Allah Ta'ala, that a person is creating that concern, that fikr, and he's making that effort as well to try and distance himself from all these things, remove all these barriers, and then inshallah the path is open. Allah Ta'ala, give us all the tawfiq that we inculcate this mujahada within ourselves of the heart, all the other mujahadas that are necessary for us, and especially this mujahada of the heart, this concern, this fikr, that in everything we are concerned about pleasing Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala, give us the tawfiq. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur وَأَصْحَابِهِ وَبَارَكَ وَسَلَّمَ تَسْلِيمًا كَثِيرًا كَثِيرًا يَا رَبِّ صَلِّ وَسَلِّمْ دَائِمًا أَبَدًا عَلَى حَبِيبِكَ خَيْرِ الْخَلْقِ كُلِّهِمِ جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله La ilaha illallah 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 
ഹമ്മദറമ ربنا توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث اصلح لنا شاننا كله ولا تكلنا الى انفسنا طرفه عين ولا تكلنا الى انفسنا طرفه عين ولا تكلنا الى انفسنا طرفه عين فانك ان تكلنا الى انفسنا تكلنا الى ضعف وذنب وعوره وخطيئه اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اله العالمين يا الله most merciful most gracious most kind most loving allah اله العالمين يا الله يا الله we acknowledge all the wrongs we have done يا الله يا الله we acknowledge all the sins we have committed يا الله اله العالمين يا الله there is nothing we can hide from you يا الله اله العالمين you are the know of the unseen يا الله يا الله you know what is يا الله what is in the darkness of the night يا الله what has happened in the light of the day يا الله what is in the depths of our hearts you know يا الله يا الله you know where our eyes have looked at يا الله يا الله you know what our ears have listened at يا الله اله العالمين يا الله يا الله we acknowledging everything يا الله اله العالمين but you are most merciful يا الله you are most kind and gracious يا الله يا الله you love forgiving يا الله اللهم انك عفو تحب العفو فاعف عنا يا كريم اله العالمين you love forgiving يا الله يا الله you forgive us يا الله forgive us يا الله forgive us يا الله forgive all our major and minor sins يا الله forgive the sins of the day and night يا الله forgive the sins we did deliberately and mistakenly يا الله forgive our families يا الله forgive our relatives and friends يا الله forgive the ummah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam يا الله فوجيف دو امتي يا الله يا الله فوجيف دو امتي يا الله اللهم اغفر لي امتي سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم ارحم امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اهد امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم تجاوز عن امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اله العالمين يا الله وبعمال امه بين بريزنتد Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ya Allah what must be going through his mubarak heart ya Allah what pain and hurt must be going through his heart ya Allah that this is the ummah ya Allah for which he suffered so much ya Allah for which he cried so much ya Allah for which he shed his mubarak blood ya Allah for which his mubarak teeth were made shaheed in uhud ya Allah 
Allah Allah Allah he suffered pain ya Allah he suffered hunger ya Allah he saw his sahaba being martyred ya Allah 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 ya Allah how many sacrifices underwent ya Allah so that this ummah could be ya Allah receiving your name ya Allah they could become believers in you ya Allah they could be saved from the fire of jahannam ya Allah ya Allah but today his own ummah has turned their backs on his way ya Allah 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 we've turned our backs to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam we've embraced the way of his enemies ya Allah 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 ya Allah we've embraced all the things that ya Allah shaitan has presented to us ya Allah 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 his way of life we have forgotten ya Allah 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 we understand and acknowledge ya Allah that this is the reason all the calamities are befalling us ya Allah 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 forgive us ya Allah Allah forgive us ya Allah enable us to come back to the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam enable us to embrace his sunnah way of life ya Allah 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 follow our hearts with the love of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam follow our hearts with the love of his mubarak way of life ya Allah remove the ways of the yahud and nasara from our lives ya Allah make us your true and obedient servants ya Allah make us your loyal servants ya Allah make us the loyal ummatis of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam Allahu alamin ya Allah make us those kind of ummatis who when you will see on the day of qiyamah ya Allah he will be pleased with us ya Allah he will embrace us ya Allah he will give us the water of kawsar from his mubarak hands ya Allah Allahu alamin save us from being among those ya Allah that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam will see them ya Allah and he will say sahkan sahkan that get away from here what did you do after i left ya Allah Allahu alamin ya Allah ya Allah we are the ones that are tempting his deen ya Allah Allah save us from this ya Allah Save us and protect us from this, Ya Allah. Give us the tawfiq of being among those who uplift His deen, Ya Allah. Give us the tawfiq of being among those who, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, who obey His sunnah, Ya Allah. Give us the tawfiq of being among those, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, who carry His mission forward, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let us be among those, Ya Allah, who, Ya Allah, who adopt His mubarak akhlaq, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, You make us Your true and loyal and obedient servants, Ya Allah. Save us from all the traps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin. without your help we cannot be saved ya allah you protect us ya allah protect our families ya allah protect the entire ummah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ya allah make our complete islah and tazkiyah ya allah purify our hearts of all the evils ya allah remove all the evil qualities from our hearts ya allah fill our hearts with all the noble qualities ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah all those who are sick give them shifaa kamila ajila mustamirra daima ya allah remove every trace of their ailments ya allah those in any kind of difficulties and hardships give them afiyat ya allah ilahul alamin those are in financial difficulties give them afiyat ya allah give each one halal and tayyib rizq ya allah grant barakat in each one's rizq ya allah ilahul alamin remove the poverty of the ummah ya allah remove the suffering of the ummah ya allah ilahul alamin all those who have passed away ya allah make their complete maghfirat ya allah their covers with nur ya allah ilahu alamin the time of all that take us with la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah ila take us on iman kamil ya allah take us on tawbatan nasuh ya allah ila take us at a time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you ya allah ila take us at a time ya allah that the announcement will be made ya allah ya ayyatuhan nafsul mutma'inna irji'i ila rabbiki radiyatan mardiya فادخلي في عبادي وادخلي جنتي اله العالمين ميك سبق دو سولز يا الله ادل جيت ذا دايركت تيكت تو جنت يا الله اله العالمين يا الله جرانت اس شفاعه اوف رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يلا جيف اس جنت الفردوس وداوت اني ريكن يا الله اله العالمين يا الله يا الله اول دوز هاف اسكت اس فور دعاء يا الله فولفل اول ذير بايس اسبيريشنز يا الله 
Above all the difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Bilahul Alameen, all those who are present, Ya Allah. All those who have raised their hands to this Doha, Ya Allah. You are the know of each one's heart, Ya Allah. You know each one's needs, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's needs from the grave, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant each one of us your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, bless us with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, let us live every moment of our life in your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from every disobedience, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all the good that Rasulullah begged for. Ya Allah, we also begging for all that good. Whatever Rasulullah sought refuge from, Ya Allah, you protect us as well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa na'udhu bika min sharri masta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balaag. ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وأصحابه المعين والحمد لله رب العالمين